new colours, bit about your family, where you're from, bit of your background. We'd love to get to know you a little bit more. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Uh, thanks for inviting me for the interview. Of course, I'm shy, so it's hard to talk in public, and especially because uh, English is not my first language, so sometimes it's hard for me. But I will try to explain the best as I can. So I am from Brazil, and I have been in Australia for almost two years. I came with my family, my husband, and my son Gabriel, that's just behind there. He's five years old. And we came to improve our English skills and also learn for different cultures. I think that is very important. And I can see that Gabriel is learning English faster than me and my husband because he's in the kingdom here, growing his car. And it's an amazing experience that we are here learning with everybody, of course. And uh, why shows Australia? Uh, first, because in 2011 we came here as a tourist, me and my husband, and we love the country. And Melbourne, because I have uh, my uncle here, he lived here for more than 14 years, so it's always good to have family around. And, yes, is that? Um, this is somebody who was nervous about getting up in public. <laughs> Amazing, thanks so much, Anne. You can really take some more um, tell us a bit about your faith journey. Um, you know, growing up in Brazil, tell us about um, your background faith-wise and kind of where you've come from and how you ended up here. Yeah. I am Catholic. Uh, in Brazil, most of the, the people, they are Catholic. And since I was born, and my mom is very religious, so she always wanted the kids, four kids, to be in the church. But, like, uh, I was, I grew up in the Catholic church, but I didn't feel like a, I want to go every every Sunday like my mom. So I felt like something was missing. Uh, as I tried to go to St. Mary's when I arrived in Australia, but like a, a same environment, maybe because the church is big, there are many, too many people. It's not easy to be to make friends. So I don't know. I didn't feel like go to the church every Sunday. So. Uh, how I come here to the Omega Church. I live here in Dover Road, so close. And then in October, last October, there was a kids session here. And my neighbor Joe uh, told me about that and invited me to come with Gabrielle, so let's go there. And I came with him, and since then I fell in love with the church, with the community here. Like I felt really part of the church, and I want to come. I, I was, Get excited, ah, Sunday we go to the church and get me up. Because I was always asking, there will be uh, seats today? Yes, there will be. So, like, you really feel part of the church and love to be here. That's incredible, so good. I know um, that kids' session we ran was a pop up Halloween kind of alternative party that we ran. It was actually Tiff Gilmore's idea. Um, and I think we did like little to no advertising and we ended up with 85 people in our hall, parents and children included, um, with lots of activities that, um, that it was a weekday afternoon. Um, we were excited to see how God might open up more of those opportunities this year, especially um, upcoming as Chief stepping into the ministry assistant role. But let's just wonder together how those new opportunities might invite others into the life of the church who perhaps are not connected with a church or um, connected with a church where they feel they belong. So we praise God for that. We praise God for bringing you here, Anna and Paulino and Gabriel. Um, uh, how can we as a church be praying for you as a family right now? Well, 
I think like the best way is pray for us and for everybody in this world is to God bless us with health, peace and love. Because if you have all those kind of things, we can reach everything that we want. So I think that's most most important. But pray for us, but everybody in the world. And such as it's for you of generosity towards others there, Anna. Um, I know you guys are on a journey with your kind of long-term hopes to stay in Australia. Um, do you want to share anything about how we can pray for you that you might be able to stay here in Australia and things to do with visas and so on? Uh, me and my husband, we are engineers. Uh, back to Brazil, we used to work in a mining company. Uh, maybe you heard 2005. A huge accident that was in a company that 50% belonged to BHP, uh, Samarco, that the daily dam broken and killed 17 people. Uh, me and my husband were working this company for eight years, and then uh, after the accident, since then the company stopped completely. They had tried to recover everything, and then they once they stopped, they held, they just told the staff. If you want to leave, you, are, you can give you some money, like if you want to leave, because you, you need to, we cannot stay with all the, the employees. So we accepted that, and then we decided to have like a sabbatical here, stay far away, maybe uh, like we Australia, like I explained before, and to improve our English. And then we can, and we like it here, and maybe we think about it to stay, if it's possible. Yeah, because uh, of this, we are under the student visa, and expired November. So let's think about uh, life to stay longer. Yeah. And that can perhaps be our prayer too for you that that, that would be possible. Yeah. Let's pause and pray and um, make the news guys. Loving God, we thank you for Anna. We thank you for her story. God, we thank you for Paulino and Gabriel. We thank you for this family. Thank you for bringing them into your love, God, into your grace. Um, and thank you that they've responded to your invitation of love and grace. And just pray now that God, you would um, flourish this family, that each of them and them as a, as a wife family would get to know you, Jesus, more and more this year, and that they would continue to find that sense of belonging um, that they have already spoken of, that how many of these church bodies, um, and you would make a way for them to be in Melbourne in very long term, um, and provide for their needs, and give them love and peace. Uh, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Anna. Yeah, Would you thank Anna? <laughs> Next, I'd love to invite up Linda Warwick. Where are you, Linda? Give her a welcome as she comes up and share. <laughs> I was in Linda and Jonathan and Jamie's home this week got the chance to realise that these guys love reading. Anyone here here loves reading? I'd like to argue maybe these guys love reading even more. <laughs> it's amazing. So good. Such a beautiful collection of books in your home. Firstly, tell us a bit about, about you and tell us a bit about yourself. So, uh, my name is Linda. I'm obviously from New Zealand. Um, the most frequent coming up here is from New Zealand. I've actually lived away from New Zealand for about almost 20 years. Um, so I lived in London um, as a single person. Um, and over here, came uh, over here about uh, um, almost 11 years ago. I met my husband Jonathan, who's an Australian. 
and we were married within just over a year, and then we um, and we had Jamie just a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, um, in terms of me, I've done lots of different things in my life, and yeah, had a lot of interesting life experiences, doing um, you know traveling and doing various things. So it's just me, but it's not really. Potted history. <laughs> and you had a lot of church experience. You've grown up in the church? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> no, I say that with such uh, enthusiasm. Um, yeah, so I, mean, I was very blessed to grow up in a really great Christian home. And my parents, one of the things I really actually, on reflection, um, really appreciate is that um, Mum and Dad really tried to model Jesus to us. They didn't do it perfectly, they certainly weren't perfect people. Um, they certainly made loads of mistakes, probably, um, but but also too, like you know, I wasn't the most easy child to deal with either. So you know, it, um, and my sister is also um, a Christian as well. She lives in London. Um, so you know, just the fact a lot of people say about myself and my sister, they go, "Wow, you guys are still going church," and my parents' friends are always amazed that we're still following Jesus when a lot of their own children have fallen away so from, from the Christian faith. So that's something that um, that's something of my faith journey. And you yeah, grew up in um, church all my life and that's been good and bad experiences. So yeah, um, which have formed a lot of um, you know, kind of my my view on probably a lot of things. As you'll get to find out as you get to know them. Um, what about in this season of your life? You are um, you're a mother and um, you are very local. You guys are living really local. What does following Jesus look like in this season of your life? Well, we too are part of the, what I, I just made up a snappy little phrase, Dover Street Disciples, Dover Road Disciples. <laughs> so actually, um, so I'm um, Joe and Anna are my neighbours. Um, they didn't, you know, didn't invite me over as such, but it is funny how we all ended up coming around the same time. <laughs> so Dover Road Disciples, I think that's down in Monica. Um, and um, basically, I think I found out about um, this church. I was sort of on the good old Inner West Mums and Barb's page. I'm a bit of a social media junkie. And I happened to see one of the mums asked about, um, I think Tiffet had kind of mentioned at some kind of, event about um, the Anne's a Halloween party or anti-Halloween party or whatever it was, you know what I mean? Um, and oh, I'll turn it, I'll turn it, was it? Something. And um, anyway, and I just thought, oh, okay, I'll go over and have a look, it's just across the road, and went along and, you know, it was the usual, it was pretty, you know, chaotic, not in it, not because it was disorganised, but just, you know, kids running around like crazy and eating sugary things and stuff, you know, so, um, and I was like, oh, this is nice, it's not a lovely kind of thing, and then um, a few months later, um, I um, kind of experienced a health crisis sort of late, sort of mid to late last year, and realised I had to make some lifestyle changes, so I ended up coming, um, sort of having to leave the church that we had been involved in, not because it was bad, but because... Um, I was finding that my capacity was much reduced compared to um, previous. So, um, and having a toddler, that reduces it even more. And I also felt that Jamie needed um, more relationships. We needed more relationships in the local community, and so did Jamie. Um, and I think um, yeah, there was a few kids' events. There was a popcorn and movie Christmas thing. 
So I thought I was like, oh, okay. And, and then um, I came over and found this warm, loving community behind this sort of slightly deggy, old, deggy looking building. I know, I said that to Megan, so she's old, deggy looking building, which I kind of went, oh, that, you know, I wonder what they're about, kind of thing. And, um, and I'm sorry, I'm so honest. I'm um, so, um, but you know, behind it is actually a warm, loving community, and you guys, it's just beautiful. That's a beautiful thing, and it's very precious and very special. Yeah, um, my faith journey is I became a Christian at seven. So I've been doing it for a while, and I'm very impressed by you. What is just special and lovely, and I'm sure I'm going to find out that you're all just human as well. But um, right now I'm in the honeymoon phase. Um, <laughs> I said to Linda this week, sooner or later, we will disappoint you. Yes. Okay. Because church is bad. Absolutely. I love you, Paige. Hopefully not too bad. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for Linda. Thank you for Jonathan. Thank you for Jamie. Thank you for the season of life that they are in. Thank you that they have really known what they can God in seasons of plenty and in seasons of real need. Um, thank you, God, that you've drawn them into this faith community. Thank you so much that they are feeling connected in their Williamstown um, neighbourhood. Thank you that you are at work on drawing people to yourself, drawing people to see their community as a place um, that's a mission field. And I pray your blessing over this family, God, that, that you keep them in your care, that you unite them under your word and under your worship. And that these guys would continue to experience in this church a deep sense of family. In your name we pray. Amen. Please thank Linda. Thank you so much. Lastly, I'd love to welcome up Lynette and Apple Witch. Come on up, Lynette and Apple. Give them a welcome. Now, if you've been around Billy Church, for some years, Lynette and Apple will be no stranger to you. But there's many in this church today, um, in recent times, that do not fall into that category. So what I wanted to do today was let's have Lynette and Apple up here to hear and find out a little bit about them and a bit about how they're seeing God's faithfulness in this season of life. We have the privileged church of actually saying welcome back to Lynette and Apple because they are going to make this church home for the, for the next season, which we are really joyful. <laughs> but it hasn't been home in this re- most recent season. You guys have been somewhere else. So firstly, the people that are meeting you perhaps for the first time or getting to know you in this little, little season where who are you? Tell us a bit about who you, you both are. You're going to have to excuse me because I'm a very shy fellow. <laughs> and, uh, and I need you to write out all of my notes today because if I don't, I get off on the track somewhere else and we never get around to what the real question was. Yeah, so I, look, I was a very quiet, shy country boy. I grew up in the uh, sunny city of Swan Hill up on the Murray River, which is the boundary of Victoria and New South Wales, I think if they're still a part of the country. Um, and uh, we lived on a farm about 32 kilometres out uh, from Swan Hill. Uh, and I was there until I finished all of my, um, uh, my, my education. When I finished all the secondary education, or what I considered to be the end of it, 
And that's when I left, and that's when I joined the compound bank up there, working up there in the bank. Uh, I decided I wanted to stay in the country, so the bank transferred me to Melbourne. And I said I never wanted to come. The very first place they sent me to was Williamstown, just down the road. Here. And uh, yeah, about 1966. Anyone older than me here today? Yes, right. Yeah, good on you, Patty. <laughs> um, and I went, to, I went through the, the banking areas, worked my way through the accountants, and uh, and then I moved into financial planning for about the last 15 or 18 years. And I thoroughly enjoyed doing that. Um, I'm not allowed to say that. Um, <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, when I was down here, I met this lovely young lady who was about to start teaching, a secondary school teacher at a local school. And uh, when she proposed to me, I thought I'd better say yes. Uh, but she's still sitting beside me. Uh, and that was uh, 46, 47 years ago. Um, no, she's been a wonderful life. Wife, wife, that's all right. Um, look, we left here, or I left here at that stage, we weren't married then, and uh, later on we ended up coming back here in 1999. We came back as a couple, the children have left home, and uh, we were here for a while, and, uh, and we moved away again. We lived here all the time, but uh, Lynette took up another work position for herself. She left the teaching and uh, been in another situation for a little while. And uh, I'm now retired. She's now retired, sorted. And uh, that, that's really that's really the main part. But look, I just, can I just say to you, and I am very careful with what I say to you, you absolutely frightened me this morning, Megan.
and you did that officially. I still am connected with you know, but not in that official formal way. And uh, then was pastoral care minister of the Northern Community Church of Christ in Preston until December when I officially retired. Thank you so much. What a rich, um, what a rich biography of, of how God has continued to um, be your guide um, in all those seasons. Um, you know, this couple here are just such incredible champions of the faith and faithful servants of Jesus and, you know, such a humble couple but yet such a notable couple and if you're, if you're known in Church of Christ, you know, if you know Church of Christ a little bit, you know Lynette and Apple. So um, we have a really rich blessing of welcoming these guys back into our church body. Um, tell us, Lynette and Apple, um, what have you been observing about the faith and the life of, of this church? What's drawn you back? What's drawn you back? And what have you noticed about this church family in this season of 2018? Another very good question. Um, what brought us back? I think that from time to time, uh, when we're members in ministry at Northern, um, we pop in here every occasionally if she uh, might be on holidays or very well, and we pop in here. And I was liking what I saw, and today I'm liking what I saw again. Wow, that group of little kids up here this morning, that is just so wonderful to see. How many churches do we go to these days where most of them are in their 60s and 70s, like us, and, uh, and you think, how long is this church going to last? Where are they going? And then you come here and you see about 8, 10, 12 little ones come up here this morning and get really involved in what's happening. And, uh, and they're not scared. I mean, they play plenty of noise. <laughs> and, uh, and that's the thing that we love to see. And, and the church, I think, right, and making the most of it while they can. Uh, we were committed to being local in our church connections, even though we have some connections in a, uh, a wider sense as well. Uh, I should have been doing it too. We did have family, we've got two sons and nine grandchildren. We range from 22 months to 16. Um, and, uh, and then our, my, my elderly parents, 95 and 96, so we cover all age ranges in our family. But uh, what I've noticed about the church and what I, uh, the way in which I believe God is blessing you, some of you may not know that the history of this church goes back to 1886. And the first group met for communion, just a small group. And then in 1888, 130 years ago, the church affiliated with churches of Christ. So it's a long history. And we talk about the DNA of a church. What is the church's charism? What is its gift? And as I know something of the history of that church, of this church, and having been involved and seeing, observing what is here, you are a church that um, polices, polices the community, and that's all been part of this history. And uh, if you kind of translate that, it, it, it is how can this church love the community? And, uh, and I know it's a sense in which it's a regional church because some of you travel beyond this community and think, well, what can I do? But we can all be uh, people of blessing in our neighbourhoods and our workplaces. 
So I feel that on the Sunday we are gathered to be encouraged, to have fellowship with one another, to be um, revived through communion, through the blessing and the presence of Jesus, and then we're sent to be a people of blessing wherever we are. So I, this church has got um, just got a real vitality. Uh, the emphasis on uh, prayer. Some of the I won't go into story, but. There was a period of time when this church faithfully prayed for us in a family situation. Some of you would know that when our son Mark was going for a heart transplant and then his wife gave birth to primitive triplets all in, all in the space of a month. And uh, this church carried us through with the prayer. I, I really believe that. And um, uh, recently I, I had a, a time of what I would call fatigue. I've been very involved in the care of my parents and uh, feel fatigue. And it can feel a little bit like a wilderness experience. But what I've decided is that the, the practices that you have in your ordinary life of, um, uh, I've got an app on my phone Bible in one year, which is really helpful. Um, prayer, those practices that just you carry on day by day and they might be terribly exciting but you do them. When the tough times come, they sustain you. And I learned that, uh, and an encouragement for all of you, whatever depth your experience is, if you're at a really low point in life because of your own circumstances or things that have happened around you, you know, God's love and God's faithfulness is even deeper. You can't grow beneath the love of God. And there's a beautiful verse in Deuteronomy, chapter 33, verse 27. Underneath are the everlasting arms. And I know what that means to be held by those arms when I can hold myself. Thank you so much for sharing some of your story with us and encouraging us with those words. Let's talk here in prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your disciples, Lynette and Apple. Thank you that they are so aware of being held in your everlasting arms and that we too share in that, um, that experience. And this morning, a reminder of your faithfulness in the, the seasons of, of richness and abundance and the seasons of fatigue and waiting and trial. And would you bless these two? Would you bless Annette and Ashley in this new season? Um, would you continue to sustain them, give them a deep sense of Sabbath and rest in this season um, and joy as they really integrate into the life of this church family? In the name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lynette and Apple.